0: Hi, this is Russ with Dynamic Discipleship from the organization Shatter the Darkness. We are on session six, and I hope that uh, God has blessed you and that you have um, been able to go through the first five sessions. In this series, we're just going to continue it. It may end up being 30, 40, 50 uh, pages long. Each page has study notes and resources, questions, Um, also the one-hour session session. Uh, Teaching that you're listening to right now. So this one is uh, session six. It's on why and how to memorize the Word of God. Now listen, this is a very, very foundational teaching for every single new believer. Listen, as a brand new believer, I can remember getting my first Bible. I went to Kmart and bought my first Bible because I never had a Bible. Not like a whole Bible anyway. And I couldn't find anything around the house once I got saved and i went down to the store and bought that bible and began to read it and i didn't know where to start and so forth so i wish i would have had some good uh progressive discipleship that would really have encouraged me but one good thing was i was so hungry that i just got the bible open and studied and read got with my new friends that uh, had also accepted christ and uh, we were all studying together and. Very early on, I began to notice that specific scriptures and things that I was really focused on and really used in my early days as a brand new believer that those were the verses that God would remind me um, about and even use in my life and when I would share with others or tell my testimony of how I got saved that those verses uh, would be right there for me to share, so it was an exciting thing it really was. It's an exciting thing um, to see how the Spirit of God will use those uh, verses in your life and through your life. Now, if you've studied uh, session five on uh, how to get into the Word of God and how to, how to let the Word of God get into you, again, you'll look over there at the power of the Word of God and what it's all about. So it's very important to, as far as even for our motivation to realize I believe that God wants us uh to uh memorize scripture, that uh, we're going to see scriptures that that speak about that that somewhat that it's assumption in in this sense that many of the Bible leaders and uh writers even of scripture and uh servants of god uh we see them all through scripture uh fluently quoting scripture and uh sharing scripture. And even in the writing of the New Testament, as the Spirit of God is leading the writing um, of the brand new New Testament portions of Scripture, there's many times the Spirit of God will intertwine Old Testament, or He'll be making a a point through the writer. And then after that, the writer will quote from the Old Testament. And it's a tremendous thing to see the development of, of the Word of God as it's being written, as you have it now in your life, and then how God will use that. This is the book of God. This is the living words of God. This is the book that the Spirit of God will use in um, unveiling the Word of God, revealing Christ. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So I want to encourage you. And this is very important as a believer in Christ that we are not lazy, that we are not spiritual couch potatoes. You know, In America, it's so easy to be caught up with so many other things and not have the most valuable things down in our life. I remember telling a story years ago. The reason I remember it is that I told it again two or three times in sermons afterwards because the first time and every other time I shared it, Individuals in the congregation, especially men, fathers, would come up to me and say, wow, that really spoke to my heart. And they desired to get into the Word of God and start learning it. The little story was simply this. There's little Johnny, five years old. You know, he's trying to... um, look over a Sunday school verse that he got from church, and he runs up to his mom, and, his, and, uh, and he says, Mom, um, you know, he, he's asking his mom about things, his mom's busy, so he runs in, and he, and he comes up to his dad and says, Dad, Dad, um, tell me what this verse is all about and where it comes from in the Bible, and Dad, share with me this verse, and, and uh, tell me what God is saying. And the dad puts down his newspaper and looks at his son, looks at the verse looks like a deer caught in the headlights, and finally says to his son, you're going to have to go ask your mother and see what she knows about this. Now that's a sad scenario, because a father who's raising a son or a daughter should know the Word of God. And uh, wives can know the Word of God. Moms can know the Word of God. When you start to study the book of Proverbs, you're going to see where it talks... To us about hanging on to our mother's teaching or father's teaching the assumption in the biblical culture was that uh, as, a, as, a, as an Israeli uh, that as one of God's people in covenant that not only would you be learning the scripture and binding the scripture into your life but that you would be teaching that scripture and sharing that scripture with your very children so that when children begin to read Proverbs there's an automatic connection It was an assumption that as parents would guide and direct their children, they would be doing it using the Word of God that they knew. And listen, this is the wisdom of God. This is the wisdom of God that that reveals the person, the character, the salvation, the eternal life, the answers of life and death, origins and endings, and everything else. This is the Word of God that is the Word of life, the Word of grace, the Word of faith, that's living and powerful. So take a look, if you would, session six, the notes, why and how to memorize the word of God. Hey, by the way, how you doing? And I pray that even right now, God will encourage you and strengthen you. And even as you're listening and looking through the notes, God will remind you of other scriptures that you may need right now in your life. Or that you may listen, simply say, God, what is it that you're speaking to me? What is it that you're teaching me right now in my life? And there's many times God will speak to you. There's some times that I've found where I'll hear a verse or a specific word at church. During the week, I'll hear it on the radio or some other way. Um, I get it. You know, by the second time or third time, it seems like God is trying to get a a specific word of Scripture to me to uh, speak into my life whether it's encouragement, warning, uh, to build my faith, to use in spiritual warfare, so many different things. Let me tell you something, dear brother and sister in Christ, you cannot use the Word of God in your life or through your life to others if you don't know the Word of God. And this is the reason why not only does the Word of God urge us in our study and seeking and, and, and putting into practice... But as we're going to see here also, the idea of memorizing and knowing it that well in our lives. Very important. Very important. Now take a look at the notes and I say this. Who would want to take the time to memorize the Word of God? Let's see now. There's uh, Moses, Joshua, David, Daniel, Paul, Mary, Stephen, Philip, Peter, and many others. And Jesus himself. So when you look at the writers and uh, other um, biblical characters that were in relationship with God, any place that you see them fluently quoting the Word of God, like Peter on the day of Pentecost, or Stephen later on in the book of uh, Acts chapter 7, or Jesus quoting, and even interacting with the devil himself when the devil's trying to twist scriptures, that Jesus knew them clearly so well that he can requote and, and make his stand the psalm writer, the New Testament writers. So it's very important for us to understand that believers really did know the Word of God and uh, they could quote the Word of God. And so it's important as we see this. Look, as you read the New Testament, you will see all of the, the above, plus others, quoting Scripture um, in many different uh, circumstances. They quoted the Word from memory. Sometimes while they were praying, Uh, worshiping uh, evangelizing obviously Uh, no one can get saved even without hearing the word remember romans chapter 10 how can they believe on whom they've not heard faith comes from hearing this word this message and it's called the word of faith so they can't even call on jesus without hearing we can't even... We How can we really pray powerfully? How can we know a lot of things and answers and whatever else unless we've delved into the Word and begun to know them? And uh, you're going to see that even in the very beginning of your walk with Christ, that be, bits and pieces of Scripture you begin to learn as you begin to share and talk and whatever else, pray... Um, The Spirit of God begins to remind you, or use those verses. Now, sometimes you might have to pick up your Bible and you remember where to go to find um, those Scripture verses. And it's an amazing thing after ten years or twenty years of being a believer, if you are consistent about memorizing and really knowing the Word, how much of it will be inside of you, which means that you will have a a you are going to be like a, a bank that is packed. With the treasures that can be used for you and also be used through you to minister to others. So it's very important. Scripture is its the living words of God. Uh, they have His life and power in them. You can't be saved or grow deep without them. So memorizing them will become a treasure of knowledge and a way to be fruitful in life and ministry. Now listen. Very important for all of us because all of us can be busy. All of us, as a matter of fact, some people write me and they say, "You know, Pastor Russ, you know, I'm I'm listening to these sessions. I'm downloading them on an iPod, or I'm putting them on CD, putting in my car, and uh, moving along the way. And that's tremendous. And uh, I really pray that that God's blessing you in that context. But let me encourage you. That the ultimate end is for you to know the Word, uh, grow closer to the Lord, and uh, develop. See, it's all about developing. You know, when you got saved, you were born just like a little baby, just like you've been birthed. And uh, you need the spiritual food. You need the nourishment that will develop all that God has put in you and all that God's going to bring through your life. Now listen, I have found Christians... That are 20 years old 30 and 50 years old as a believer and it's it's an amazing thing to me that they that I see some that are spiritually weak after 20 30 years and it corresponds to their lack of the knowledge of the word, their lack of uh, putting the Word of God into practice which really comes down to the questions of you know how you know committed are they listen. Did you get saved only to forget, be forgiven? Or only to escape hell? God saved you to come to dwell in you, that you would have personal relationship. And from there to begin to build your life. You know, you can read in Ephesians chapter 2, where you are, you are God's workmanship. God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus through your personal salvation in Him, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. There are so many great things God's going to do through your life. So many great things that He wants to do and uh, bring through your life, let alone put in. But it's going to come through your knowledge uh, of the Word of God. You cannot become a strong, experientially deep believer. Without a deep knowing and consistent knowing and obeying and putting into practice, uh, you know the word of God. So, one of the great ways of knowing and putting into practice is memorization. Memorizing the word and taking the time to think through and. And get it down, and have it to where you can quote it, and 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 uh, you know think through it in the presence of God, and 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 make sure that you're putting it into practice and letting the Word of God have impact in your life. Well, then, with that consistent effort, will come consistent blessing, and uh, you will you will go from strength to strength. You will be built up in the Lord. You'll have a reservoir during times of trouble. Uh, if you build your life on the Word, Jesus told a parable about the Word of God, the person that that builds their, their house on the rock, and then the person that builds their house on the sand. In reference to building their life on the Word of God, putting it into practice. It's in the context of taking it in, and putting it into practice. And so... The assumption in memorizing the Word of God is uh, that uh, you're loving it, you're letting God speak into you, you know it's the Word of God, and that you're believing it, and ultimately you're putting it into practice so that it has its full power um, exercised in your life. Well, I say this on the notes. Little knowledge of Scripture means little spiritual power, faith, and works. And that's really true. All great believers who did great things for God had Scripture in their lives and could quote it as needed along the way. So I urge you in these days we live in, and listen, these are days that really are shaking the foundations of everything around us. Tremendous spiritual deception in the New Age movement and all around us, you know, the Bible has prophesied. That's why knowing the Scripture and memorizing the Scripture so you can use it. Um, both in, you know, like we're going to see here in a moment in evangelizing and everything else and to know the kind of days that we are in literally by knowing the word of God very well you can begin to gauge the days that we're living in now in 1 John chapter 2 it says this is how we know it's the last hour that many antichrists have gone out in the world so as we look around and see many different people that have claimed to be the Christ started a cult, groups that it's part of the indicator of the very, very last hour of, of uh, human history. And so the urgency, uh, the passion of God for your life. Uh, let me just have a scripture. It's not even on your notes, whatever. It's just again, this is coming to my mind. Now this is what I'm talking about right here. This is a verse I had down you know, many, many years ago, 20 years ago in my life. But now as I'm talking, immediately it's you know, coming busting into my head uh, for me to share with you. And it zings me every time I, I think about it. It's in Romans uh twelve, eleven. It says, Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And the Greek the original Greek there would say, keep blazing in the spirit. So this phrase, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. This involves intensity. This involves in commitment. Listen, do you have zeal for Christ? Remember what Jesus said when he cleared out the uh, temple with all the people that were cheating with money and all the money changers and all the garbage that was going on where the court of the Gentiles in prayer? You know, it's supposed to be a house of prayer. And when Jesus saw it, man, he went in and cleared all of that junk and all of that corruption out. And the word of God that was prophesied uh, was then was then fulfilled zeal for your for god's house would consume him zeal consumed christ it comes from the greek word spude meaning every fiber of your being and that's what i'm talking about when it comes to uh you know our worship our prayers you know are we passionless you know, do we have no passion, no emotion in all that we're doing for the Lord in our relationship? Well, I, I know that I cannot be you know just uh, just uh, standing there with no emotion, knowing Christ is in me, the Spirit of God is here, the Word of God, the promise of the gift of immortality, all the different things that the world without Christ would die. That God has given us a great commission to reach the whole world, and that uh, God doesn't he, he doesn't will that any perish but that all get saved. And uh, He's given us the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the mission. Well, all of that entails, again, knowing the Word of God. uh, and, And you really can't do what the Word of God says or experience what the Word of God says or be comforted by or be built up by unless you know it. And uh, so I'm going to share again in Romans 12:11, where it tells you to never be lacking in zeal, but keep blazing the Spirit, burning in the Spirit. Keep your spiritual fervor, you know, serving the Lord. And I believe with all my heart, my friend, that memorizing Scripture is a way of also serving the Lord for our own use, because God wants to get His Word into us. Look how many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of verses there are between the Old and New Testaments obviously after 32 years of study and five schools and everything else you know for me i'm still learning and digging in and reading again and letting the spirit of god because the book of god again is the only book whose author is always and inseparably present it's the living words of god These are the words of the living God. These are the words that were selected, you know, written down, you know, inspired, as we said before, uh, protected, preserved, translated, now being illuminated. So maybe in this study right now, there'll be scriptures that that the Spirit of God brings to your mind, reminds you. Maybe you're an older Christian, and you're just simply coming up right now to uh, sharpen some of the things in your life. And... uh, so it's very possible that God might just be reminding you of this verse and that verse. I know that when I sit sometimes in church now, see, I've been a pastor and preached thousands of times, but this now I'm in a mission. Uh, we're in a, in a mission work that we're doing, and I go to church on Sunday mornings with my family, and there'll be times I'll hear the preacher preaching, and so many times other scripture. It's interactive for me. It's just totally interactive. I'm asking the Lord. The Lord's speaking to me. He'll give me other verses and so forth. Um, and uh, and it's, it's a tremendous thing. It's a living thing. And I think memorizing scripture can be. You are memorizing the literal word of God. You are taking into your mind and into your heart the very words of God. And that is powerful. So again, urgency, zeal, commitment, Listen, simply when it comes to Bible study daily, prayer daily, be persistent until you're consistent. Stay consistent. Don't lose this. Build this spiritual discipline into your life. Listen, think about going for the next 10 years without doing this. You know, having prayer time once in a while during the week, you know, reading a little bit of Bible. 10 years later, what do you have? Now compare that to somebody that does have at least one meeting time with God a day in prayer, in worship, and in the Word, and seeks on a weekly basis to really know and actively even memorize, purposely memorize Scripture, and they do that for 10 years straight. Now in 10 years from now, who do you think is going to have more of the knowledge of God, the potential to have enormously more experience with God, the potential to have developed far more and to have produced fruit. You can't learn the Word of God and put it into practice without growing closer, without getting deeper, without becoming stronger, without beginning to bear fruit. That's what happens when we begin to learn, know, and put into practice the very Word of God uh, that we are beginning to read. And that's uh, where God will remind you too in tough times. So let me just uh, share it a little bit further down. The love of Scripture, our honoring them, is clearly a sign, I believe, of love and commitment to Jesus. Jesus says this in John fourteen twenty three. Listen now. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home dwell. That is literally, you know, livingly dwell with him. And he goes on to say, Who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. Now, as Jesus is speaking, there's an inseparable connection to the release of the Word of God. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And when Jesus says, If anybody loves me, think about this do you love Jesus? The same Jesus who died for you and gave his life for you that that is put into your heart by the Holy Spirit, shed it abroad in your heart. The love of God, Romans chapter 5, will tell you about the shedding abroad in your heart of the love of God. If anybody loves me, Jesus says, he will obey my teaching. Put that word into practice so i think it would be you know something that that god would uh, love and that honors god that honors the 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 power and integrity and beauty of the word of god to handle it well so i think that anybody that begins to memorize so if you think that uh, hey You know that I'm being a little bit pushy with it or really trying to urge you well yes you are absolutely right because I love you as a brother and sister in Christ because I know what it is to live 32 years with the Lord I know what it is to memorize scripture I know what it is sometimes to have a piece of scripture that I don't remember where it's at in scripture then I got to go look for it all over the place and eventually find it that's why I learned the principle of learning and memorizing uh, word perfect to really know it word perfect and to know where the address is uh, the reference point in scripture and so yes I urge you listen dynamic discipleship is simply coming from two biblical Greek you know, words in the New Testament we are to become disciples of Jesus to take up the cross and follow him it's not just about all of our own you know, joy and love I've got that and I've, I've been pledged to by God in his word uh, that, uh, that that love and joy and peace and so forth will be there, and He'll never leave me. So what I want to do is begin, begin to know the Word of God so I get stronger and grow and, and have wisdom to understand spiritual warfare and and how to evangelize and, and everything else, how to be a good father, how to be a good husband. That's what God shows me. When I pick up the Word of God and, and reading the Word of God, you know what? I'm interacting. It's already um, embedded in my life I'm interacting I'm talking to the Lord while I'm looking and reading the word and he's talking to me it's the living words of God it's it's God speaking to you and please understand it's very personal God is speaking very personally matter of fact you need to understand and I need to understand that all of the word of God that the spirit of God in a period of 1600 years remember how we talked about this in the other session using instruments, 40 writers, to bring about the living Word of God for us today, that the very Word of God you have before you today, is what God was selecting, and gathering, and putting together, in a, for us, for this very moment, for this very day, so when you read scripture, you be, you're thinking back, Lord, this is amazing, if you're reading anything out of the book of Isaiah, you're reading something that originally, The Spirit of God inspired 2,700 years ago with the knowing that one day you would be reading it to be spoken to, to be uh, instructed, uh, to see prophecy of the first coming of Christ, to see prophecy of the second coming of Christ, to have spiritual, moral teachings, to learn, like in chapter 1 of Isaiah, um, how how to be a true worshiper and 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 not to not to uh not to be a, a hypocritical believer and so that's why when we think in terms of you know really purposefully you know memorizing scripture that one uh it really demonstrates a love for Jesus it really demonstrates that you're committed you want to be a good strong growing powerful fruit bearing uh disciple of Jesus Christ and uh, that will not only build your life, but protect and and and, uh, and save you from many other things. Listen, I have just simply, as a pastor, I have simply had to deal with over the years too many backslidden Christians, Christians who knew a few verses or whatever, or they didn't. They just they were lazy about it all, or they they allowed a certain sin in their life, and they never really took up the cross, became a dynamic disciple. Dynamic, from the Greek word dunamis, you are an empowered. Disciple of Jesus he didn't leave you as an orphan the spirit of God is inside of you you're born of the spirit of the living God God has pledged every promise of scripture to you my friend every promise of scripture to you for your blessing and building and growing and knowing Man, I want to know more about God. I want to know more about the God that I'm going to see one day face to face. And the reason I can say I'm going to see Him face to face, the Word of God tells me that when I go to the book of Revelation. And so I anticipate that day, but it's based on the biblical revelation, the living words of God, that are now embedded in my heart and life, that give me joy, that give me uh, powerful and encouraging words to share to others. Well, let's go down to the first part. Why should you memorize the Word of God? You know, if we're going to ask the question, you know, if we're going to really be encouraged to get into the Word and to memorize the Word, and uh, listen, some people can do this kind of thing really quickly. Others, it takes time. You might only be able to memorize one verse per week. Some people can memorize one verse per day. And there's times I've done both. But let me say this that one thing about memorizing scripture and purposely working at it and thinking through and doing what we're going to say here in this session, one thing I know for sure, even in mind-brain studies, that you're literally sharpening your brain. Now listen, many of you understand what it is to work out. You work out with weights or whatever else. You tone your muscles. You build your muscles and so forth. You become stronger. Your heart becomes stronger well please understand when you exercise your brain even if it's just reading in reading it's far better than watching tv i think really watching tv you you you're kind of you know your brain's turning to mush sometimes but in actually reading mind brain studies show that even 60 70 80 year olds can sharpen their memory but listen here's what i found and i believe is absolutely true that in purposely Memorizing scripture, using your brain to think through, to purposely exercise that principle, even if you're weak at it at first, your mind will become sharper and sharper and sharper, even in other things you do, in other things you're remembering, because literally the, the process of memorization um, strengthens your brain. And what better what better thing to memorize than the living, personal Word of God that has power and life and building of faith and, uh, and so forth in it? Well, why should you memorize the Word of God? Let's look over five specific points. Number one, as we said last session, session five, it is the Word of God. There is nothing spiritually higher. And study again in Hebrews chapter four about the living, active Word of God sharper than any double edged sword and so you're going to know that the word of God is there's just simply nothing higher now I've got thousands of books around me here in this uh, in this study center that I'm at thousands of books and I love reading books and I just got done ordering some more books but um, out of all the books I read I use the word of God as my grid as I'm reading those other books I like to read other books that other Christians and so forth have written that's why I use some of those as resources in these these studies. So I encourage you, even in Proverbs, we're told, walk with the wise and you will grow wise. And I think that you can listen to a good preacher, teacher, and so forth today and be blessed and grow. But I also believe you can read, as I've read, Andrew Murray, one of the greatest devotional writers I've ever ever seen. He's been dead a long time. He's been with the Lord a long time. But the writings that he that he in the, the the way he shared scripture and and helps us to embed the scripture in our life, um, I have just found him to be one of the best. So that's why I encourage others to use. But bottom line, it's still the book, the simple, single word of God, um, beyond any theology book or anything else I've got. There's books that I think are absolutely powerful, and, and God is using timely faith things that have been literally really a message put into print. Um, and and maybe have quoted a lot of scriptures, and it's a good message put in print. But ultimately, you got to have the word of God in you to be able to discern. You got to have the word of God into you, to be able to discern what things you're hearing on TV and on radio. And uh, just because someone says they're spiritual or is doing something or they're a prophet, well, listen. It is by the word of God you will know whether they're teaching what is true or not, and the Spirit of God within you. So. When I say why should you memorize? Well, one, it's the Word of God, and there is nothing higher spiritually than the Book of God. There really is not. There's all kinds of claims to other spiritual books too. Uh, there's doctrines of demons, books that have been inspired by the demonic realm. But as far as having uh, the number one source of communication inscripturated, put into you know writing. Uh, breathed out by god there is there is no other book for christians the word of god becomes uh the as the ref- reformers used to say sola scriptura sola scripture, you know that uh, the the word of god judges prophetic words the word of god judges theology books the word of god you know w- the church of jesus christ is under the authority and lives by the by the doctrine of the word of god doctrine is simply from the greek word didache meaning teaching the teaching of the Word of God. If the doctrine that anybody is sharing doesn't match up with the systematic biblical teaching, then it's not the Word of God. If someone starts to say, well, Jesus Christ is not God, well, you can take a look at 10 or 15 scriptures that tell you that He is. And you'll know, because scripture is consistent, it's the highest spiritual um, revelation in human history. Number two, the word... Uh, By the word, you were born again. Now, again, when you go to Romans uh, 10 or 1 Peter 1, and specifically in 1 Peter 1, where we're told that we we have been born again by the word of God, by the living, enduring word of God, and you're going to see again that the word of God is eternal, that your very life as a believer in Jesus is based on the fact that you accepted the gospel the word that was spoken to you and you believed and you received and uh, you were born again uh inseparably the spirit the word Jesus um uh, inseparably are involved in your going from being dead spiritually to being born again and made alive to God and i think that's vital for us to realize you can't you couldn't be born again without it. And listen, you simply can't grow without it. You can't become strong in prayer without it. And definitely can't become strong in life or or ministry without it. Well, point three, it is God's personal word to you. And when you study Romans 15 or Acts 2-7, where it says, and God says, literally, again, as I said, the specific selecting and inspiration of the Spirit of God through the writer's, And the inscripturation of that, written down, handed down to us, that simply is God giving to us a personal word. It's always now. It's always alive. Open up the book anywhere and read. It's the living word of God. Now, there's times the Holy Spirit may remind you of this verse or that verse, or in your difficult time, He'll bring to mind a verse that you weren't thinking about. Well... That's that interactive part I've been telling you, telling you about. There's times I'm witnessing and sharing Jesus and somebody's debating or whatever, and a verse will come up that will speak to them that will negate a lie that they've been believing and open them up to the gospel. But it's a personal word. When you open the Bible, just say, Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for, here I am sitting before you, and God knew the very, this very moment you're listening The very moment you're hearing some of the quoting of Scripture, maybe for some of you, some of the quoting of Scripture I'm going to put onto this session is the first time you've ever heard it. And you'll want to make sure that you got the uh, study page and uh, print it out and use it. That's what I did in the early days. And I thank God for those study guides and study books that I went out and purchased on my own so that I could grow. And... uh, felt urged by God and led by God to begin to do this series uh, for for you, know, you, for you specifically. You know why? Because God providentially, since he knows the beginning from the end and the middle all at the same time, knew that you'd be listening, knew that you'd be looking in, and that right now personally, and I don't care if I did this session a year ago and you're now listening to it, I know one thing's already, God's way ahead of me, he's way ahead of you. And uh, at the moment of your listening, there He is. There He is. And if for some reason you've been given this and you're not even a believer in Jesus, well then God has providentially gotten this to you, that you might hear that He loves you, that Christ died for you on the cross, that He shed His blood, was buried, rose from the dead, all in fulfillment to Scripture, to open the door for your personal relationship with God. And the Bible says that whoever calls, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, will be saved. So that right now, you can right now say, you know what? I sh- I surrender my life to God. I repent of all sin. I turn to Jesus. And I believe and accept. Lord Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior right now into my life. That's what I did 30 some years ago. And that's what you can do right now if, you, if you're listening and you're not even... Maybe you've got a, a background as a Christian you know, as far as Christianity, and you've come from some kind of, um, listen, it's possible to come from some kind of basically liberal church or church that doesn't really preach this stuff or have become watered down. And that you thought being a Christian was just being religious. Does Christ live inside of you? Are you born again by the Spirit of God? Study John chapter 3. See what it's all about. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. And believing in Him means what? That He literally comes into your life. That you're born of the Spirit of the Lord. It's a spiritual transformation. So in, in the Word of God, whether it's to you right now, if you were an unbeliever... God is speaking a personal word to you, come home, come to Christ. God wants you. That's what God would be saying. I want you. I want you to come. Receive my son as your Savior and Lord and come into relationship. And if you're a believer right now, which most of you are probably listening or believers, then realize and accept right now that all the scripture has been wonderfully inspired, uh, protected, preserved, translated, handed down, specifically to be the living Personal word to you right now. God is talking to you. God is speaking to you. You can just simply close your eyes and say, Lord, speak to me. Open up the Bible and start reading. Just start pouring into it and watch what happens. Watch what happens in your life. Point four those who quoted the word had memorized, had it memorized. And, and this is why I'm saying memorize the scripture Because you're going to notice That those in scripture uh, That were quoting and writing and so forth uh, You see again in Acts chapter 2 Peter did it Or Acts chapter 7 uh, S- Stephen did it And and that was Look what happened When they poured out many parts of the scripture You'll come to the point where you can memorize You know an entire chapter of a of a book of the Bible There was one time that I memorized The entire book of Colossians it's true. I could sit there and say and read out all the Book of Colossians, and I've begun to do that again with the Book of First John because that's one of my, you know, major books I've worked on and done translation work with and manuscript work with and uh, taught taught on so many times. And I've even written a study guide and hope to someday write a, a commentary on that particular th- um, book of First John. And you're going to realize that you can memorize, you know, not just a verse, but maybe six verses in context to be able to share. And you're going to see how the Spirit of God will bring it through you. And sometimes, man, it will burn in your heart and burn, just flow through you so freely because you've memorized it, you know it, you've used it so many times. It just doesn't go away. It just doesn't go away. Well, five, the fifth point is it can be used in many ways. Let me say this really quick again. God will use it in speaking to you. But God will also use it in speaking through you as you give verses to others. Sometimes when a Christian friend is talking to you and they're having trouble, and instantly you remember a scripture verse. um, And then share it with them. So whenever the Holy Spirit gives you a verse of scripture, a word like that, give it to somebody. If you're dealing in ministry, if if you're dealing with somebody who's not saved, and all of a sudden a particular scripture comes up, just say simply, Friend, does this scripture mean anything? And share it with them. And you can say, God has just brought this scripture verse to my mind purposely, and I feel led to share it with you. That might be the very verse that uh, opens them up and brings them to come to receive Christ. It might be the verse that, that uh, really draws a, non-believer, or a, a backslidden believer back. Well, it can be used to encourage you, to defend yourself in spiritual warfare. Dear Christian, Satan will come sometimes try to lie to you, try to make have you have, you have uh, involuntary feelings and thoughts that come that are contrary. That's what spiritual warfare is all about, to be contrary to the truth. When that happened in Jesus, with Jesus in Matthew 4, he quoted the Word and stood. That's how he stood and was uh, victorious. And uh, you can't do you can't be victorious without it, first John chapter uh, two again, my one of my verses I know really well in the second half of verse fourteen, uh, when it's talking about I write to you young men referring to younger believers, you know the spirit of God is leading the writing to be written to for younger believers specifically that you are strong uh no notice the three things it teaches that you're strong uh you've overcome the evil one, the word of God, and, be, and it's all because the word. Of God lives. It's alive in you. How's it alive in you? Well, you believe it, and it's operative supernaturally in you. You've put it into practice, and its power is released in you and through you. That's how. And so, strength and victory over Satan come. And so, you defend in spiritual warfare, you quote, you stand, you remember, no. This is what God says. No, I will stand my ground and quote those verses. Quote them out loud at times. In your prayer time as you come, the great old, old preacher Spurgeon uh, taught one time, I was reading one of his uh, books about taking verses of Scripture as you're going to the Lord before the throne of grace to pray about things, taking Scripture. So many times in the book of Psalms you'll, you'll see, and Lord, remember this. You know, and the and the writer in prayer or in worship saying, "God, remember this," or asking the Lord to remember something. What he's doing is he's bringing the Word to bear. You know, to to see about that individual. You know, to see about that individual prayer being answered by God, taking the Scripture with you to the throne of God. And I've done that so many times. Say, Lord, this is what your Word says. And there's many times God will say, "Well, this is also what my Word says," and He speaks of another verse. Uh, that I already had in my life, that I already knew about, but he speaks another verse. See, I can't, I can't cognitively know thousands of verses all at once, or even have ten verses. So when I'm dealing with one or two, or we're dealing with things, that's when the Spirit of God can take out of the reservoir of what I already know, and remind me to add this, to add that, and so forth. That's, that's the only way I could do, even do a lesson this way. It's because of what I already know. The only reason I can do this lesson is because of what's in me and what I know. Well, you'll be able to use the Word of God in witnessing. And obviously that's one of the main areas to be able to share the Word of God in witnessing. Uh, you know, Some people have you know, just a lot of excuses and things. They want to know things. And that you'll have a lot of content. And the Gospel itself is the power of God unto salvation. But that's the Word of God. The gospel is the word of God. The gospel just simply means, gospel means good news, uh, but it's in reference to the, the word of God. Whether written, these things were written that you might believe, or whether they're spoken um, that, that a person, if you're quoting the word of God to individuals, and it's always good to get them. If I I like to use gospel tracts, like the Four Spiritual Laws a lot, and uh, so in opening a little you know, little track like that, I'm getting the, the individual to look right into the scripture, to let the scripture begin to have its effect in 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 uh, in that person's life. Well, remember, in all of this, it is the Holy Spirit who uses the Word to win the lost and to build believers. The Holy Spirit will use in you and through you the Word listen, that you know. He reminds you of what you have inside. So here's where we go to this. Bank on the Word of God. Look what the Word of God says here. Look what the Scripture says. See, God gives us invitations, and I love in Psalms where it tells us, you know, uh, Psalm chapter 1, where even even there we're we're encouraged to to, uh, meditate on the Word, to meditate on the Word of God. The Hebrew word meditate means to, to kind of take it in and, and circle it around in our minds. Circle it around, think through it, and so forth. Well, I'll talk more about that in a moment. But I mentioned in the middle of the study, bank the Word of God in your life. You know, you maybe you have a bank account. I don't have much in my savings account. I'd love to have a lot more. And the more I would have in that savings account, when the need comes, I can go down there and, and pull it out. And I've done that before. When I've needed funds to go down where it's already there. Or the checking account. You know, I paid the gas bill the other day. I gave my daughter some some funds. But it came from what I had, not from what I didn't have. So, look at Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, with gratitude in your hearts to God. Now, that's a verse for all believers to where all of us can share the word with each other, where we can encourage each other and help each other. We read about the second coming of Christ in uh, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, and at the end of the teaching, on this incredible you know, descent of the Lord, the dead in Christ will rise first, we are, are left, will be caught up to meet them in the air, this incredible event, it tells us afterwards, to encourage... To use the teaching to encourage each other now, today. Encourage one another these words. So, look what the Holy Spirit says. Let the word of Christ. And again, we're not just talking about only Jesus' words, because there's no difference between his words and the rest. It's all the word of God. But to even have like the Gospels. okay, To have it really in you. To really know the content. To really just deep... I mean, tell you what, take the Gospel of John, read it through. You know, commit to say, you know what, I'm going to read this thing through 20 times. I'm going to take a pencil or pen and write notes down and see what God's going to show me again and again and again. And it, and you know what, if you were if you was to read it a hundred times, say you just finished reading it for the 99th time, and then you go back into the the Gospel of John for the 100th time, and you're going to go through it again. And so much it will be familiar to you, but I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to see something new. God's going to say something else. God's going to associate Scripture there with other Scriptures and the rest of, of the Word. Holy Spirit says to us, dear friend, brother and sister in Christ, let the Word of Christ and the Word of God, let it dwell. That's a word that means to make its home in you, to live in you, to abide in you through uh your by faith reception of it, by putting it into practice, by going over it again and again, thinking over it. So the Holy Spirit says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you what? Richly. Richly. <laughs> now this is very important. Listen, I'm somebody who loves coffee, but I only love good coffee. I, I really won't drink coffee at all if it's you know, if it's old or stale or whatever else. And uh, there's times I've made some coffee where I'm thinking, wow, this is so good. I fill it up all the way to the brim. And I do this often sometimes. I'll fill it all the way to the brim and and go to pick up the little cup, you know. And I fill it up so much that it literally spills over. spills over. And that's what this word richly is all about. You're so packed. You're so filled with the treasures, the wisdom, the knowledge, the words of faith, life, grace, the words of God that you can teach, share with a brother or sister, or admonish. That means to, if you see a brother or sister who's erring or hurting or doing something wrong, you're told, listen, go over there and say, and share with them. The Holy Spirit may move you to go share and give them a verse of Scripture and say, listen, brother or sister, this is what the Word of God says. This is what we, you know, we got to abide by the Word, brother or sister, and, and, and really admonish them to stay true to the Lord and get out of danger, to get out of the flesh. Well, as you uh, are seeing, we're going through this, that even one hour on one subject sometimes isn't enough. So I want to encourage you now, on the right-hand side of your study notes, there's a resource um, called Walking in the Word that you can get a hold of and take a look at at least. And it's about memorizing. And uh, there's scriptures there on the right-hand side that I always give for you to, you know, encourage you to memorize. Then on the bottom... One of the great, great ministries in all the world is Navigators. And they were all about just simply getting the word. That's their whole mission, their whole ministry, is to get individuals into the word. And they're constantly trying to lead you to memorize and so forth. So the little blue booklet or the green one to the right, if you click on those, I encourage you to get a hold of those too, and uh, they'll be very helpful also. But the bottom line is they're going to take you and, uh, and tell you what I'm sharing right here. The exact same thing about how important, wonderful, privileged, blessed it is to have the Word, but to memorize it and to have it dwelling in you richly, richly so that you can pour it out to others. Well, let me, say, let me give you a, a, just a little, little commercial here now. In the middle of this session, I want to tell you something. On your study notes, it's in red. It says this, God seeks to reveal the Word. That's what God's all about, revealing the Word and bring, bring it to bringing it to light, you know to reveal the Word of God in your life as a believer to illuminate it, reveal it, bring it to you, build you with it, but listen at the same time, Satan seeks to steal it. There's a parable about the sower where he goes out to sow the Word of God and on some land on the rock. Well, Jesus said, "The birds come and take it. Well, who are the birds? If you've studied that parable in the Gospels, Jesus said, it's Satan literally coming to steal the word out of somebody's heart so they cannot believe and be saved. So he's fighting against people even getting saved. And no doubt he'll try to steal the word, you know, the word of God that builds your faith. The word of God that tells you how you can have answers to prayer. The word of God that shows you how close you can get to the Lord. You know, Satan loved to steal the verses that build the foundations of your life. He's all about stealing it through circumstances, argumentation, uh, weird, you know, feelings of oppression coming over you, well then, brother, sister, stand up, quote the Word of God. Any, I don't care if it's only one verse that you know right now. Quote it. Stand on it. And then stand on two and three and four until you have a hundred that you can speak back and rebuke and say, no, this is the Word of God, like Jesus, and quote the Word of God. And know that you have authority. Luke chapter 10, God says you, he's given you authority. And maybe as a newer newer believer, you haven't realized that yet. But when you come to realize the fact that God, Christ, has given you literally authority to trample over the demonic, to overcome all the power of the enemy, well, that's authority to rebuke the you know, demons uh, as they attack in spiritual warfare or in a, another person's life. When you, if you're ever to meet some you know, demonized individual, the basis of authority is... Uh, given, I know it dwells within me, but I know it based on the Word of God. I know it now because I've dealt with so many you know, situations you know, with demonized individuals. But I also know it, uh, first of all, by the Word of God, by uh, appropriating it, accepting it, counting it as true, believing it, putting it into practice, and then it just flows. Well, I'm going to give you, in these last uh, ten minutes here anyway, uh, just some basic principles of how to memorize the Word. How to memorize. For example, to memorize scriptures to learn the meaning and embed them into your mind and heart. Scripture is meant to be heard, read, and to be fixed into your life. The book of Revelation, where the Holy Spirit says this Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, referring to the entire book of Revelation. Blessed if you're going to read it, blessed if you're going to hear it. In other words, somebody else reading it out loud. So you're blessed if you read it. You're blessed if you hear it. And then it says, thirdly, and and to take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. So the entire book of Revelation is a is is the prophecy of the second coming in the very last final, uh, se- basically seven years. It deals from chapter four on. And to read it, you're going to be blessed. To hear it, you're going to be blessed. And to take it to heart and put it into practice to take it into your heart and to know it well um, take a look for example in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 where it says this referring to Jesus I love this this is what it says to him who loves us to him who loved us and and loosed us from our sins it has, it has the meaning also of washed but also the idea of not only have we been washed from sin but loosed why? because he loved us that's what it tells me. He washed me of all sin and freed me, loosed me from the, the bondage of sin. Why? Because He loved me. Because Jesus loved me. Bottom line, Jesus loved me. He loves you. No one loves me like Jesus. Nobody in all of life loves me the way Jesus does. His whole life and all that He did when He came at the cross and to this very moment, His being you know the intercessor in heaven. And the coming king. He loves me from beginning to end. And he loves you. Well, here's what I dis- discuss and again. Here's some of the things. Here's Let me just touch on 10 things. And you need to go through these on your own. To think through these. And, uh, and to lay out a plan. But listen... I'm encouraging you, brother and sister in Christ, in the days that we're living, I urge you to memorize, take the time, discipline yourself, you know, work at it week after week after week after week after week. Listen, if I was your personal disciple, you know, like you hear about people having a personal trainer, well, they're there to help you get the best and do the most instead of just wasting your time and energy. That's all I'm here to do too, my friend. And I'm here to encourage you as a brother in Christ and to urge you to memorize Scripture and have it in your life. Here are ten ways that can help you. First of all, what Scripture should I memorize? Well, the ones you pick. Sometimes God picks certain verses. You know, ones that speak to you specifically. Uh, The ones that you need the most sometimes. And it can go from there. You know many different ways, but that's what I usually find out. ones that you pick are like that you're really you know being ministered to and you know you want to use. Uh, those' are the ones that God is just simply putting into you and bringing to you and causing you to you know just really speak to you and, and the ones that you really need sometimes. Well, two is this: write them down on three by five cards. Write out the verse, make sure it's word perfect, write it out, put it on a three by five card, put the reference on the back if you want to, and then use it like a little flash card. You know, as you're thinking through, like Psalm 5.3, as you look at, if you write it all down, then you start, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Now, you might think that that's a long verse and it's got a lot of things into it, but listen, phrase by phrase, you know, memorize. Think through it, lock it in. Pretty soon you'll be able to do the entire verse and uh, three by five cards are one of the best ways to have and you can have them in your pocket and you have them in your car, you can have them anywhere. It's one of the great ways to do it. But it's gonna take some time. You gotta take a little bit of time. Shut off that TV, man. Shut off all those Game Boys and all that all the uh, halo and all those things. Shut down some of this other junk. Because none of it gives you any value for life. This will give you value for life. As you're interacting with God, memorizing the most uh, spiritually potent words in human history. Wow. Point three, record them on tape. I've done this before, where knowing that I could do trips and stuff a lot of times, I used to take a tape recorder and just take a scripture and memorize it. Or not memorize it, I mean say it into 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 the recorder. And then I would say it slower. Then I would say it phrase by phrase. Then I would say a phrase and pause to where when I'm, Actually listening to it, then I'd say part of that phrase back, so I was literally helping myself uh learn as I'm listening to it, as I'm doing it phrase by phrase, and repeating it, uh, kind of like some of those you know learning German and learning you know French languages and so forth. Well, this is learning the word of God, learning how to memorize it Point four memorize it word perfect don't be sloppy at all ever. Because you don't want to quote it sloppy. You don't want to have half a verse and then just say whatever you want to say. If you if you memorize it word perfect, when the Holy Spirit reminds you, it'll be word perfect. You'll you'll get it back just as you've taken it in. Point five: memorize the references too. So if you're studying, if you know, trying to memorize, gosh, Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six. That's a that's a really You know, famous, well-known scripture for a lot of believers. But that's two verses. Well, you can do it. So many, many believers have done it. But the more you memorize, the more you work at it, the more you take the time for it, the more you kick back with those 3 by 5 cards or whatever, and think through it, memorize, and get into your heart and mind, and use it throughout the day, while it'll be there, and your mind will get sharper and sharper. But know the references so you know where to look it up in context. Because no individual single scripture um, will ever be quoted or brought to you by the Holy Spirit out of context. He will always bring it to you that that in its original you know form in context. That's how the Holy Spirit works. In context, so it's good to know what's before and after verses that you're you're memorizing. Also, well, six memorize by thinking through them. You know, if I'm memorizing Proverbs three, five, and six trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding now see as I quote that I start thinking well trust in the Lord that's telling me to trust him with all not part of my heart all of my heart and not to lean on my own understanding because sometimes I don't understand what's going on or I might not know everything but I can trust the Lord I don't have to have everything figured out even my circumstances but I can trust the Lord and when I do that and in all my ways i acknowledge him he will make my path straight he will he will direct my paths and so that's important so as you think through them you'll know them better think through each phrase phrase by phrase. that's why i'm saying that even memorization is, is 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 sometimes i think even better than just say well i'm studying the bible or i'm reading a chapter but when you when you get down to memorizing phrase by phrase you catch things trust in the lord with your heart no trust the lord with all your heart why because it's possible to only to hold back and not trust him with every, you know your whole heart your whole being and god's saying no trust me completely if you can trust me a little trust me with everything trust me totally because you can and god wants you to do that so that he can uh operate in your life in a full and and, and blessed way you're opening your life through that all uh, of your heart point seven memorize by praying through them you can take scripture and pray through them and so forth and uh as you're using them in prayer and bring them up before the Lord and uh, praying over the verse and so forth. Point eight, memorize them in God's presence. Know that the Holy Spirit's right there. And, and just talk to the Lord as you're memorizing some of them sometimes. And interact with the Lord and enjoy the Lord and rejoice in the Lord and praise God with verses. There's Sometimes you can buy worship uh, CDs that are nothing but scriptures put to music. And you can memorize that way too. Nine, repeat them till you can quote them keep on repeating them yeah you'll you'll get them down but if you get them down sloppy or partial then you're not going to have a good fix on them it's like having your hand on a hammer you're going to pound a nail you don't want to have your hand on there very sloppily you want to you know grab hold of that hammer so you can hit that nail so you want to grip the word repeat it repeat it repeat it phrase by phrase by phrase till you can do the entire verse and clearly cleanly quote it and then quote it again until it becomes very fluid in your life point 10 pray that God will use them in and through you that week as you're memorizing scripture sometimes especially if it's God that kind of like encourages you or really puts it on your heart to know this verse or that verse watch that that very week or pray that God will remind you or how to put that into practice or cause you to use it that very week I find that many times when I'm memorizing certain verses, or if I'm going through a specific thing, that I might memorize certain scriptures to use, and have my life built, protected, guarded, and how to approach God, and and how to know know a situation. Well, we're talking about the highest wisdom, the highest knowledge, and uh, no greater blessing. (laughs) So it's very important. So, put them into practice. That's why at the very end of this page, I encourage you, what does... Philippians 4 9 say now you got to look that up you got to take the time so listen if you're in your car later on look it up if you're sitting on a couch with no Bible just kick back I love you but let me tell you get up get up get up get the book of God (laughs) put them on three put some of these verses on three by five cards and start memorizing them I have on the right hand side says, let's take time to memorize. Notice the verses that are in dark black on the right hand side. You know, John 3:17. These are very foundational. Should, we should know these verses. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. First John 5:13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Matter of fact, let's take a moment right now with Philippians 1 6. Say it out loud. Philippians 1 6. Philippians 1 6. Philippians 1 6. Being confident of this. Being confident of this. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work, he who began a good work, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1.6. Now let me ask you something. What does Philippians 1.6 say? What's the beginning of it? Being... Yes, confident, being confident of this, that He, God, who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So when I quote this scripture, being confident of this, that He who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, where does that come from? Philippians one six. Philippians 1, six says, "...being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion and to the day of Christ Jesus." Father, I thank you for this verse. I thank you that this is what we can experience, that we can have this high confidence that the very work that you began inside of us is a good work, is a good work and that you who began the work in us, you will carry it on. Tomorrow, the next day, every day, just like that scripture that says that Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Literally, it means for every day, forever, every single day. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to work in me and that you're going to carry on your great good work in me. Uh, you're going to carry it on to completion until the very day, that you visibly return and that you you know call up the church and uh, that you bring it into everything to the day of christ to the day that you return so father i thank you philippians 1 6 that it's a tremendous verse that i can quote and say with, with 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 conviction myself i am confident dear christian i am confident i'm confident that what christ what god has begun in you being born again. By the Spirit of God, by the design of God, will be carried on. The rest of your life, God is going to continue to develop you and work in you to completion, to find fullness and grace and power and strength and development and fruitfulness. And, uh, and all the way to the very He doesn't stop along the way. He'll never stop. He'll never stop working on you. So you place yourself out there. You put yourself in church. You grow in the Word. Memorizing Scripture is a very uh, great part of that working of God and I believe it's God's work for us to memorize Scripture. Uh, and that's how He'll build us and carry on the, His work in us. God's good work that began is good today, good tomorrow, good the next day, good a year from now. And I'm confident a year from now, if the Lord hasn't come or I haven't gone home, that I, I will have God operating in my life, working in my life. Well, listen, we've come down to the very end of this, and uh, we've gone a little bit of overtime. Again, I want to mention to you that uh, the, the um, resources at the bottom of the page... But the simplicity is this. Just, you know, think through a few of these things. Why? And then also how? And then once you know the basics of how, because it's so simple for me now, just to take a 3x5 card and write on it and then take it with me. Sometimes if I don't have a 3x5 card, I'll write it on anything. Uh, You know, a sticky note from work or whatever else you can write a verse on. uh, In your day timer. uh, Wherever you might want to have it. There's times in my early days I didn't know how to do all this stuff, so I just had a little teeny Bible in my back pocket, and I would just take a verse like Philippians 1.6 and begin to memorize it using my Bible, going back to that one verse, back and forth, back and forth, until what? Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, you will, will what? Carry it on to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. You know why? Because it goes along with, with Hebrews 13. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. God loves you. God's with you. Grow in Him. Go deep in the Lord. Honor Christ. Be His um, child. Be His witness. Be His servant. The Lord bless you. This is Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net from the series Dynamic Discipleship.